The dark history of pit bulls. Did you know the name Pitbull actually originates from the dog's dark and gloomy past? That's because pit bulls were once subject to one of the cruelest and most vicious blood sports in all of history. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the dark history of the pit bull and how they evolved from one of the most feared beasts in the canine kingdom to a loving and affectionate companion today. And that all starts right now on The Smart Canine, the only show that explores the most interesting stories and facts behind dogs. But before we dive in, Hit that subscribe button and notification bell for more incredible dog stories like this. The term Pitbull doesn't technically refer to just one specific dog breed. Rather, the term Pitbull most commonly refers to four different breeds. These dogs are the American Staffordshire Terrier, the American Pitbull Terrier, the American Bulldog, and the Staffordshire Bull Terrier. But what's interesting is that the name has become a generic term used loosely to describe a type or category of dogs based solely on physical appearance and not the actual DNA. So, when we're talking about pit bulls, we're actually referring to one of those four breeds. But before we get into the dark history of pit bulls, we must dive into the history of all dogs. Prior to the modern domestication of our furry companions, all dogs served a very specific purpose in society. In other words, every dog had a very specific job that benefited humans in one way or another. For example, the Border Collie was bred to herd cattle and sheep. Golden Retrievers were developed to retrieve game from water and beagles were tracking dogs that heavily relied on their noses. The list of dog jobs doesn't end here. We had flushing dogs, hunting dogs, guard dogs, ratting dogs, and the list goes on. So what were pit bulls actually bred to do? Believe it or not, the original purpose of the pit bulls doesn't really fall into any of the mentioned categories. Instead, they were bred for, well, entertainment, but probably not the type of entertainment you're thinking of. Pit bulls were developed for a blood sport called bull baiting, and why this may have been viewed as entertaining fun in the past, it's simply seen as disturbing and heinous today. Bull baiting was the practice of pitting a vicious bull against other animals, such as the equally fierce and fearless pit bull or bulldog. During the whole baiting process, people would blow pepper into the bull's nose to further arouse the massive animal, and to even the playing field. Bulls were chained and stalked to the ground at the center of the pit, thus reducing their mobility around the arena. Specially trained pit bull type dogs were released into the pit several at a time to try and pin the bull down. But what kind of damage could these 50 pound dogs actually do against a 2,000 pound beast? Well, the overall strategy of the pit bull was both clever and effective. Their only shot was to try and sneak up on the bull. If successful, they would quickly bite onto the bull's body and hold on for dear life. Of course, the bull wasn't too happy about this, so they're aggressively swinging back and forth to throw the dogs off. The pit bull's strategy was to outlast the bull in a battle of endurance and not so much a battle of strength. If they keep attacking with success, they knew they would eventually tie the bull out and pin him down. The match would end when either the dogs pinned the bull down or when there were no more dogs left that were capable of baiting the bull anymore. It's not a pleasant sight and something that I would never want to see in my life, though this would explain how these dogs got their name. These dogs often competed in a sunken pit and their opponent was typically a bull, hence the name Pit Bull. And as terrible as this blood sport may be, pit bulls were actually the ideal bull baiting dogs for a number of reasons. First of all, pit bulls were muscular, lean, and dense. Of course, they were bred like this so that they could keep up with a much more physical bull. Having a strong frame means that they're more likely to withstand the damage taken from the bull. Pit bulls were also bred with a large head, and as a result, a large mouth. Because their strategy relies on biting down and holding on, the pit bull's strong jaw gives them the best chance of hanging with the bull, quite literally. And as you may have noticed, pit bulls have wrinkled or loose skin that cover their bodies. This isn't by accident. The loose skin actually better protects the dog during the bull baiting by making it increasingly more difficult for the bull to bite or pin down the dog. The skin also acts as a layer of protection that shields the dog from substantial damage to any vital organs. 
And finally, pit bulls have a wide chest and short legs. This may not seem like a great advantage, but it serves an important purpose. Have you ever wondered why they didn't just choose the biggest dog to bait the bulls? Why not a Great Dane or a Doberman Pinscher? Well, bigger isn't always better when it comes to bull baiting. The wide chest of the pit bull allows for a wide stance, keeping the dog balanced and making it difficult to throw the dog around. Plus, short legs mean a short stature. By staying low to the ground, pit bulls can effectively dodge any fatal kicks that could cause serious injuries. People would often surround the pit and watch this sport for entertainment, while others would even place bets on the bull or dogs. Sadly to say, this blood sport was an immensely popular pastime for locals during the Elizabethan era in London. In fact, these events took place regularly and were held in arenas built specifically for this blood sport, and bulls weren't the only animals used. Placed in the pits were also bears and rats, with a similar fight to the death scenario. Eventually, bull baiting made its way all across the United Kingdom. For instance, this pastime was surprisingly widespread in Ireland from the 17th to the 19th century. And believe it or not, the blood sport even made it out as far as North America by the 19th century. However, there is good news and a happy ending to this story. Since the late 17th century, the decline of bull baiting had already begun in the United Kingdom, though still popular elsewhere. This sport was first banned in England by the Puritans during the Civil Wars and Commonwealth in the 1640s. However, it wasn't until the Cruelty to Animals Act of 1835 that bull baiting was permanently outlawed by an act of the Parliament. By then, bull baiting had already been outlawed in most of the countries residing in Northern Europe. And from there on, the rebranding of the pit bull began. Because there was no immediate use for an overly aggressive and fierce dog anymore, breeders knew that if they didn't do anything about it, this dog would eventually go extinct. Eventually, breeders began to breed the pit bull for companionship. This meant a gentler, friendlier, and more docile pit bull that would be ideal for all types of owners, including families. Needless to say, it was a huge success. Fast forward to today, pit bulls are some of the most popular family dogs due to their loving, loyal, and obedient temperaments. Some owners would even describe their dog as clownish and fun-loving. Plus, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that pit bulls get along great with older children with the proper socialization and training. But because pit bulls were originally bred to be fighters and not lovers, they still retain much of the instincts from their dark past. Without sufficient training, their aggressive tendencies may still come out. But despite the number of pit bull attacks we see in the news, pit bull temperaments have drastically improved over the past decades through careful breeding. According to the ATTS, or the American Temperament Test Society, pit bulls tend to have excellent temperament scores on average. The ATTS measures dog temperaments by putting dogs on a loose leash in an enclosed arena. They are then presented with a variety of stimuli and their reactions are carefully monitored. If the dog shows any signs of panic, anxiety, strong avoidance without recovery, or unprovoked aggression, then they essentially fail the test. Keep in mind the dogs are tested on a pass or fail basis, and there are three trained evaluators scoring the dog. The majority rules. Surprisingly, the American Pit Bull Terrier has a temperament passing rate of 87.4%, putting them above popular family dogs such as the German Shepherd, Doberman Pinscher, Siberian Husky, and the Golden Retriever. They even scored better than some lap dogs like the Shih Tzu, Bichon Freeze, Chihuahua, Dachshund, and the Toy Poodle. Thanks to such good scores on their temperament tests, plenty of pit bulls go on to become successful service dogs, therapy dogs, canine police dogs, and of course, family dogs. So while the origins and history of the pit bull type dog is a dark and gloomy one, they made a complete 180 to become fantastic companions and family dogs today. So what do you think about pit bulls and their dark history? Leave a comment and tell us what you think. Also, make sure to share this video with your Pitbull-loving friends. And if you enjoyed this video, consider giving us a thumbs up and subscribing to The Smart Canine for the most interesting stories and facts behind dogs.